Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Because of the Saban news, we had to talk about Saban retiring. Earlier in the show, the show got hijacked by Pete Carroll. Big news day here. Oh, for Ohio State, Denzel Burke is back. Donovan Jackson is back. So uh, more Buckeyes back in the fold as well. But you and I have not really had a, a good chance to get into the Browns and Texans here outside of a little vibe check at the end of the 5 o'clock hour. And when you and I talked uh, before the show today, one of the things you and I are both pretty intrigued in are the two sides of Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. right? The Joe Flacco, and I think we've seen the better version of Joe. We haven't seen the best version, but we've seen the better version of Joe and obviously, Jets fans and Broncos fans more recently have seen the lesser Joe Flacco. And Aaron Schatz uh, was on, noted analytics man, was on uh, with, with Jonathan Peterlin last night and kind of delved into the sample size of both quarterbacks. I think it's more an issue of, like, what do you believe in the last three years or a few games? Right, like by my numbers, he's been above average uh, in the few games that he's played for Cleveland. No question about it. But like, do we learn more from that four or five games or do we learn from the last three years? And the last three years tell us that he's probably a below average quarterback. But, you know, maybe not necessarily that much below average. But this team is still going to be driven by its defense. They're not going to be driven by their offense. They're going to be driven by their defense. My point earlier here is the sample size thing is flawed because it's not five games versus, uh, you know, 41 games or 50 games. It's five games in Cleveland versus 12 games the last three years in New York. And I so I think the sample size thing about Joe Flacco, I know bad Joe exists. We've seen a little bit of that here and there. But I do think the, the, the small sample size in Cleveland has been overplayed uh, versus maybe the small sample size in New York. But I think it also... It matters who is calling the plays for Joe Flacco here. The coaching part of this matters very much when I talk about not only the small sample size, but his time in New York because Robert Sala, I don't think, is a very good NFL head coach. And I know he's a defensive guy, but look at what their offensive coordinator situations have been. Not Mm -hmm. great. What quarterback has had success there lately? Yeah. There's not one. Yeah. And that's not to say Kevin Stefanski is the best coach I've ever seen or anything like that. He, for the most part, has gotten the most out of his quarterbacks. Is Joe Flacco going to go back to what he was with Baltimore when he was 17-3 and against the Browns and won a Super Bowl? I don't know, but I'm pretty confident as long as he's with Kevin Stefanski, he's going to be better than the guy that was with the Broncos and the Jets just because of the competency that the offensive coaching staff has that I don't think he's had at his previous stops. I also think the offensive line has, for all the injuries – 
and and the tackle spot has been hit or miss, but like last couple of weeks, the tackles have played with the starters. The tackles have actually had some of their better games, including that Jets game. And the Jets have, I mean, they get Jeremiah Johnson, the second, who's a good edge rusher, Bryce Huff, who I think finished the season either at nine or 10 sacks. Like, they, oh, they've got Quentin Williams, Pretty who good. sometimes plays on the outside. Like they've got, that was the best game for the tackles. And so I think like, I really think contextually, as long as your offensive line stays healthy, and as long as Kevin Stefanski doesn't have to get into a game where Joe has to throw it down the field 15 times in a row, and he can just kind of keep varying things, and I don't see why this Joe Flacco can't sustain itself. And I'll be honest with you, I still don't know we've seen the best of Joe here. And it might take just more runway, meaning like the more you win, maybe the, the better Joe gets. But like, I think those last two games, you saw sustained drives. And if you can sustain drives in the playoffs, that's going to make your defense better. And you are going to obviously score more points sustaining drives. And that's the formula. Like, you want to talk about the blueprint for winning with Joe? Like, continuing to get him more comfortable in the offense and continuing to keep him upright and keep guys around him healthy. That I I still don't agree with that, by the way. I still well, don't think we've seen the absolute best of Joe here. I'm really glad you said comfortable because we're talking about a quarterback that was on his couch until the middle of November. He wasn't with the Browns until around Thanksgiving. And the farther and farther this journey goes, the more and more comfortable Joe Flacco is going to be in this offense with these pieces. The fact that Amari Cooper set a franchise record with Joe Flacco throwing him the ball in his fourth start with the Browns is incredible. Not because Amari Cooper's not really good, not because Joe Flacco can't do it, but because those two don't know each other all that well yet. That's what, to me, has been really impressive about this, is he learns his teammates more and more every day in practice. As you go into Saturday, whatever next week has in store, if they do win Saturday, I think that's going to improve what Joe Flacco does. And in the sample size things, I almost think you have to look at Joe Flacco as a different person with the Browns is just a different quarterback entirely mm -hmm. than he was on his last two stops because the situations are so drastically different. I don't even know that it's worth comparing. So I think that is fair. And I almost think it's been used to weaponize against Joe. I also think like, it's funny. Like I, I think this is a really good matchup at quarterback for Joe because uh, one, Will Anderson and Grenard didn't practice today. I would assume at least one of those guys go but even if they do go, they're not they're not healthy. They, they've been kind of one guy misses a game, the next guy misses a game. Yeah. Um, and oh, by the way, Old Bones Jerry Hughes also uh, did not practice today, so he's banged up. So I think that helps you. I also think like beyond uh, Stingley, who gets hurt uh, every game, and and uh, a Petrie, I think you got a chance to go down the field again on this matchup. And so, whereas I don't really know what to expect from the Browns' defense because Stroud's there and Nico Collins is back, I think I kind of know, like, this is a matchup that favors Joe. But I don't think the Joe conversation really begins. I'm talking about in terms of, like, is this real until you get to a hypothetical second-round matchup. That's He does yeah. the same thing. Like He goes out this weekend, 300 yards, touchdowns, all that, and you win. It's going to – the bludgeon grows. It's awesome. We're all excited. But where where the belief is really going to get cracking is in the second round if he can replicate that against a better defense. 
because you can't run. You 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 don't evade all good defenses in a run to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're going to run into good defenses at some point. Whether it's Kansas City who has a good defense, Baltimore's got a really good defense. That that's going to happen hopefully at some point. But in terms of this game Saturday, and I'm not saying Amari Cooper is going to go for 265 or everything's going to look exactly the same. But I don't see a reason why the offensive output in general can't be very similar to what it was in that Christmas Eve game. Again, I'm not saying all the stats line up exactly. That would be crazy. But I don't see why they can't go out there and score 35-plus points. Now, on the other side of the football, C.J. Stroud didn't play in that game. I don't know what that's going to look like. I, I'm with you. I don't know what to expect there. I think the Browns could ramp up the pressure on him and make life difficult for him in a way that could lead to some defensive success. But I don't see why this offense can't be just as successful, if not more successful, than they were in the first matchup. You mentioned, just real quick, on the CJ blueprint, I think you have both things you need to try and at least slow him down or maybe make him look human. Because, you know, he he has been the best rookie quarterback in the NFL this year. You can make a case he is as good as any rookie quarterback in their rookie year. And as important to their team's success as we've had, I mean, Peyton's rookie year wasn't great. Um, Tom Brady, that was a little different because that was his second year. You know, Joe Burrow didn't make the playoffs till year two. Like, you start to go down all these names. Trevor Lawrence, disastrous first year. Like, this is as good as a rookie could play, and he's as responsible for their success as anybody by a wide margin. But you've got the ability to get after him, which, especially in the playoffs, is going to help you a lot. Miles having a great game here against Laramie Tunch will be huge. You also have Denzel Ward MJ Emerson or Greg Newsom. So you have three really damn good cornerbacks, all a little different from each other that you can throw at Nico Collins. And I think that's I think slowing down Nico Collins is as important as hypothetically slowing down CJ Stroud, because I think they're one and the same. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that this matchup would be a little bit different if Tank Dell were healthy and available for Houston. Hundred percent. That would probably it, it wouldn't change how I feel about the game as a whole in terms of who I think is going to win and lose but it would make me much more uncomfortable as a Browns fan to see that offense with Stroud having that additional weapon. The fact that he doesn't, I'm glad you brought up the corners because I think Denzel Ward is so important to this matchup. I know he's probably not going to travel with Nico Collins, but I'm maybe not quite as confident in MJ Emerson as I am Denzel Ward, but I'm really confident in him too. Really confident in Greg Newsom. I just, I don't see how Houston is going to be able to attack the Browns in so many different ways to where they can be successful for four quarters. They're going to be successful at times. I just don't see how it's going to be consistent. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.